Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> You're a dinosaur. Diny. Dinosaur. Danny. Allosaur. Dinosaur. Lindsadon. Yeah. That one sounds cool. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm excited to begin this episode with a shout out that we got from our dongs. So this is from Mariel, who has a special Valentine's Day shout out to one of her besties, Amanda. Yes, the Amanda from last season, who assisted <laughs> us with our Naked and Afraid context. Uh, Mariel wants to say thank you for introducing her to this pod back in 2016. 2016. Wow, so long ago. I see the sharing of the pod as one of the starting points on our friendship journey. I'm so glad that we get to share the love of the pod. Silly accents, Owen Wilson impressions, <laughs> penguins, girls weekends, our husband's best friend's setup brunch date, and so many more inside jokes and precious moments with you. Let's stay weird and grow old together. You're just the best AF. Mm. Love, Mariel. That's so cute. so sweet. I love these shout outs. It's precious. What a perfect use of that. May you be friends until the next 400 years and we'll mention you again (laughs) then. And if you too would like to make a shout out on the pod, that privilege is given only to our dongs who are our Patreon subscribers. And uh, plug, 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 plug horn for Patreon, (laughs) patreon.com forward slash fangasm, and feel free to join us. Yep, and then stay tuned for the end of the episode when we're going to play a really sweet voicemail we got from a listener, Evie. Woo! Guys, I mean, we do have exciting things to talk about, and you two are two very celebratory romantic people, and Valentine's Day just ended. I mean, for us in real time. Time travel means it was a week ago for people listening. Yes, exactly. I feel like Danny has a new love in his life that he should probably talk about. I do, yes. Marco really knocked it out of the park. I came home to a bouquet of cheesecake, which I really love. Beautiful. He took like frozen cheesecake slices and like put them on sticks and I think it was around eucalyptus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that part didn't make so much sense. But it was a beautiful bouquet of cheesecake. And we have a tradition of getting each other fish from one of our first dates. We celebrated Purim together, and he got me a fish named Um, Purim. And so our we've had Bertha and the Hanukkah, the Hanukkah fish. And so we um, just welcome Val, our Valentine's Day fish. Ah, uh, Val. So I'm very excited. We haven't had a fish in a minute. He got me gauge when we got engaged. <laughs> You're going through fish left right <laughs> You need to do an intervention. I, we actually create little tombstones for all of them, and they're behind my desk at work, and they, you can't really tell what they are. But recently, somebody was like, hey, what are those little 
things behind you. And I was like, oh, those are tombstones for my dead fish. And they're like, what? (laughs) So I have to come up with a lie in case like a client ever asks me because that's not really an okay answer. It's my graveyard in my corporate office. (laughs) Oh, that? (laughs) I respect all living things. (laughs) But uh, the weird thing about Val is that our neighbor's name is Val and you can hear through the walls in my apartment. So we've had to like, we're like, oh, how's Val doing? (laughs) You know, we like can't be shouting. I was going to say, at least I didn't know you like called for fish in the way you do a cat or a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Val. Like how many times are you calling for Val? (laughs) Like fish don't get called their names, but maybe I don't know. I don't think I've ever had. Val, enough of the bubbles. <laughs> leave it. Val, leave it. Val, drop the stone. Val. Uh, Mark, are you going to take Val out? Uh, so we should be okay. Should be fine. Should be fine. We're, we, we're still in the excitement phase. Oh, come on. And who knows how long Val will be around. Not with that attitude. Yeah, Val sounds like she's in for a pretty bleak fate with that outlook. Val is going to sleep with the fishes. Yeah, totally. What's the longest you've had a fish? Hmm. Who holds the record before Val? I think we had Gage for almost a year. Okay. So we're doing everything right. They're beta fish. We have a heater in there in the tank. We clean it a bunch. We're probably still bad parents, but we're trying our best. It's just the way it goes, right? Fish don't have a, that long of a lifespan, do they? I had a fish for nine years, you guys. Oh, my God. It was a goldfish. I swear to God. I had two. If you do it right, you can. It's almost like if you clean the tank less, they seem to live longer because they love their murky little environment. Ooh. But Matt and I had a fish for nine years, and his name was Lieutenant Shiny Sides. Lieutenant what? Lieutenant Shiny Sides. Shiny Sides. I thought you were saying C-H, like Shiny Sides, and I was like, what is a Shiny? I probably did sound like that. <laughs> Lieutenant Shiny Sides. Vagina Sides. Accent. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke from Family Guy. Oh. That's that's penis fish. <laughs> Nine years. That's amazing. That is. And then I didn't wait long enough when I was changing his tank for the water to, you know, become room temperature. And I knew it. And as soon as I put him in, he like croaked. I was like, son of a bitch. It was my fault. Lives nine years, suddenly in lukewarm water, <laughs> dies. Yeah. It was too cold? Stopped his heart or something? I think it was too cold. Like slightly. It wasn't like ice cold water. It just was like cool. It's like Jack and the Titanic. <laughs> to our listeners, did you guys think this podcast could get any sexier? We're talking about pet deaths. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, uh, really quick, back to your beta. Oh I saw a TikTok about people doing tricks with their beta. They're really smart. Whoa. Super smart. Yeah, we'll see what Val can do. Dick tricks. But I will then be shouting his name a lot more. So Val, hire. <laughs> I will say if Marco's listening to this, I feel like everyone should know that he did a lot for me and I mistook the rules of our plans because we weren't supposed to do we're doing dinner tomorrow. So I showed up empty handed and he's the best. Mm-hmm. So you didn't bring a single fish. <laughs> Continue the punishment. I, I I walked home without any living creatures. Filet of fish. Yeah. First mistake. That should just be in your vows. Al, you set up quite a spread for your bow. Yeah, I was the Marco, and you are the Matnar <laughs> situation. Yeah. Were you guys also in matching Valentine pajamas at one point? I feel like I saw on stories. <laughs> We were. I, I did not buy those. My aunt bought Aww. those for us. And we actually have them for the whole family, the whole crew. Cute. But I did a big spread with, like the day before I went and got like a ton of these beautiful desserts from a local bakery called Deflowered in our neighborhood. And 
it just was all these Valentine's cookies and cakes and tarts. And I made a really fun spread with cheese and grapes and the whole nine. And Matt looks at me and he goes, oh yeah, I was going to pick up like this necklace for you, but they close early today. I said, well, you wouldn't be in such a predicament if you would have thought about it before today. You know, sounds like your poor planning has really. Tell him when in doubt, give a fish. This is great advice for everybody. There's no betta fish on the way home. Like not a single. I know for a fact, betta fish stores stay open till at least midnight. I know know for a fact there are three betta fish stores on your walk home. Plenty of rivers for you to fish in. But I'm not, I'm not really like a gift person, but we're just laughing. Cause I, he like looked at me like, like he was going to pull one over on me. Wait. Oh, the store was closed. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Whoops. But no, it was fine. We just had like, yeah, we just had a nice little spread and we ate dinner at four, oh, yeah. 15. <laughs> I just had like a, a small salad. I wasn't even hungry. A salad? Just a little herbivore? Mm-hmm. Lens, you? What'd you guys do? Yeah. We are so festive. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't really care about this holiday. We just, I don't know. Caleb got me roses and we made each other cards and we made a steak dinner. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. I just like, I did also have a, <laughs> my little sister sent like our sisters and her best friend all like a matching little like gift package with stuff to make like a specialty cocktail. And then we all, yeah, Zoom did that together. So that was cute little Galentine's. I mean, I love love. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I know the reason I bring up the Zoom I did with my friends is because Emma was like, okay, come prepared with answers to two questions. One, when I say like best rom-com, what's the very first one that comes to your head? Like not your favorite of all time, just like what comes to your brain? Mm -hmm. And then who would you want to play opposite you in a Mm rom-com? Like what star, what famous person? And they they were giving me so much hell because- I could answer the first one. The first one that came to my mind was my best friend's wedding. And I don't know why. That one breaks my heart. It's such a heartbreaker. And then when it came to like celebrity crushes, I could not think of anyone. They were like, she's too in love. And I was like, I (laughs) frankly haven't thought of a soul since I got married. Are are other men attractive? (laughs) No clue. Okay, wait, let's answer this question. That's that's a fun prompt. What was the first rom-com that came to your brain when I said that? Uh, When Harry met Sally. I think because you just sent me that TikTok. And it was about <laughs> bad business names. And one was called When Eddie Met Salad. <laughs> and people in the comments were like, who the fuck is like, Eddie? Just, <laughs> who is Eddie? Like, like so close. Like trying so much. When Eddie Met Salad. When Eddie uh, <laughs> Even when Allie Met Salad. No. When Harry Met Allie. Yeah. yeah. That's how we would rewrite that one. Still no salad. And then when Harry Met Allie. It's like, what's that? It's like a, a bowling place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that would probably be the first one I thought of. What about you, Danny? What's the first one you think of? Mine was You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah. Just great. Another great Tom Hanks. So we got some classics. Great, great films. Okay, and who is playing against us? Yeah, who's the love interest? The closest I could get was – this one is such a random one. <laughs> Do you guys remember Scott Speedman? No. He's in – I mean, maybe. Look at him. He's so, so attractive. He was in Felicity <laughs> – He's apparently he's currently on Grey's Anatomy. I did not know that show was still on. Oh, oh, good for you. He's a smoke show. Yeah. Wow. He's Ben from Felicity, and he has a twin, Allie. He's got to be right up your alley. A real life twin. Anyway, what about you guys? 
I have to write to Allie. You and I always joke that we have to write down favorites in our phone. I can never remember like. Oh, we have this conversation all the time. Who do I think is cute? What do I like? The first person I think of, which I would not say is like one of my top celebrity crushes, but I think he would be fun to play against in a rom-com is John Krasinski. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be fun and playful. And like you guys are robbing a bank and fall in love. Yeah. And then we tangle our masks together and. <laughs> Our stockings. Make out. I feel like he has the right demeanor for you. That was why the group I was on said no to me for Scott Speedman because he, he didn't seem like sassy enough. Because it was yeah. like who like would play opposite you that you would have good chemistry with. And yeah. he's just a little like calm. But I feel like you. Yeah, I like a silly goose. Like that one works. That one works with you too. We'd have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Danny? I mean, I've seen him in a couple movies recently, so I don't know about this. But I mean, Harry Styles can scoop me away. (laughs) He's great. He looks out in the crowd at the concert and he goes, that hairy average person, you come on stage. When Harry met Harry. (laughs) 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 Middle-aged hairy Jewish guy falls in love. (laughs) It's a classic. Will they, won't they? (laughs) Oh, I just love your nasally voice and your hairy back. (laughs) Olivia had none of that. (laughs) Well, me and Lindsay did meet him so we could put in a good word for you. That's true. We will do our best. When Harry met his best friends who also met Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, should we get into our announcements so we can get into our Dinah story? Let's do. Yeah. What do we got? Um, stick around for some shout outs at the end. We've got a really sweet one from Mac. And we have a really sweet listener voicemail from Evie. So we're going to play that at the end too. But we are going to start with Tyler on Instagram <laughs> sent us a few great dinosaur names. Um, all riffs on the Diplodocus, the Diplodocus, the Diplococcus, the Diplodocpus, <laughs> and the trifecta, the Diplococcus, <laughs> which we have built on mm-hmm. for the quadfecta, not a vowel Wasted, the dick lick cockpus. <laughs> <laughs> An almost unrecognizable dinosaur. Recently discovered licking its own genitals in bone form. <laughs> Is now the, the mascot of the season, the dick lick cockpus. Definitely. Yeah, the dick lick cockpus. Dick lick cockpus. I think if you say it fast, it sort of works. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Oh, I get to go to um, Universal Studios this weekend. And we're taking my nephews to Harry Potter World. Emma, like, got them. They're not 11, okay? But, like, ordered them the official, like, letters. It was addressed to, like, you know, Jack at blah, blah, blah in the top bunk. And they got invited. And they're so excited. But my my seven-year-old nephew is, like, reading through the books and, like, is a true fan. And then my five-year-old nephew just likes what his brother likes. And so when he opened it, they FaceTimed me. And I was like, where are you going? And he goes, Hogwarts City. (laughs) We keep keep saying that Davis is like a huge fan. So we're going to take a lot of pictures of Davis not knowing what anything is, but being, so we just keep calling it Hogwarts City. It's going to be so much fun. So I'm really, really excited. Is Jack losing his mind? He is. He's so excited. Did he finish all the books? He's, I don't remember where he is. I think they're trying to, you know how it gets so like, it gets dark and adult. It gets pretty dark in book four. Yeah. So... They have been going through the illustrated ones, and they'll, like, repeat. They'll read through them a few times. Yeah. I think he's far along, but he's not done. Okay, because I think the last illustrated book is book five. Okay. My sister got it for me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, should we be taking you? <laughs> Can I come? <laughs> 
Wish I would have known about the trip. Uh, Cool. Thanks Thanks for the invite, Emma. (laughs) Uh, Hogwarts City. That's so fun. So, well, that's our good little segue to the blowdown that is not in Hogwarts City, but has taken them away from Hogwarts City to Mm -hmm. prehistoric dinosaur times where Draco and Harry are grappling with how to survive for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And Harry just saw two dinosaurs boning. Yeah. Knocking bones. (laughs) That Harry has admitted to himself and to us, the reader, that he has a crush on Draco Mm -hmm. and keeps sort of finding himself cuddling up to him at night. But he cast a spell to get ahead of that, right? So that he would wake up first, I believe. Yeah. And my guess is that Draco is also aware. Yeah. Playing along. Well, and so where we left off is that Harry just came running back to be like, I just saw these dinosaurs having sex. And I think Harry may be a little naive in the world of sex ed. And Draco's, I think, sort of going to, I think this could be like a little crack in the doorway for them to talk mm-hmm. about their feelings or to hook up or something. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. <laughs> We're revealing that. Yeah. Sex ed. I'm smelling salt under me and Danny. <laughs> Sex ed and porn apparently were not prevalent at Hogwarts as much as they could be. Or in the cupboard. And that's why this podcast is so important. <laughs> there were not enough erotic podcasts, and this is we play an important role for wizards everywhere. This is education. That's right. So I think without further ado, we can jump into it, unless anyone has anything to add. <laughs> Riveting from <laughs> peanut count. <laughs> No, Danny and I have so much to say. We'll just save it, though. (laughs) I'm saving it. All right, let's do it. Giddy up. Humans do that? Like that? Harry asked. Well, how do you think children were made? Draco replied. Harry ducked out from underneath Malfoy's arm and lowered himself slowly to the grass. He felt he needed to be sitting right now, lest he faint in Malfoy's arms like a damsel in distress. So that happened between humans, too. Right. Okay, wait, really fast. (laughs) What if those dinosaurs fucking was so, they're like, oh, you know, like, like, oh, (laughs) like they're just, and so he's like, that's how humans do it. Right, like, you know, because I have to imagine that two dinosaurs don't actually do it like humans do it. It's not like missionary and romantic with someone caressing. <laughs> they're not like kissing. They're like one of them's probably got like a tiny animal in its mouth, you know, as he's just fucking rallying on this other dinosaur. He's got like fangs in the back of someone's long neck. <laughs> I can imagine it being good. That's true. Also, I feel like Draco was the one in episode one who did not even really know much about dinosaurs. So how is he just jumping to conclusions? Like, yeah. They probably do it just like humans. Oh, I bet you not, Draco. Right. One of them is just spinning triceratops on the other. So. <laughs> and now Harry's picturing that that's what Mr. Oh, and Mrs. No. Weasley had to do seven times <laughs> minimum. Uh-huh. Uh, Harry felt his respect for Mrs. Weasley rise like an American missile when someone said oil. He knew sex ed usually happened in middle school, and there was nothing like it's it. It's like at- a Dick Cheney joke. <laughs> <laughs> There was nothing like it at Hogwarts, so obviously his education would be somewhat lacking, but he thought he had pieced together most of the relevant parts just fine, with one rather glaring exception, apparently. Wow. So I've never seen, I mean, I didn't think cats did it exactly like that, Harry said. He'd seen cats courting after all, and that had been different. (laughs) I really want to know what this scene looks like now, because now I think it's (laughs) Danny's depiction of the dinosaurs having sex. (laughs) I do too. They're doing like dinosaur patty cake and just like chewing on each other's right. tails. Like- I think there is probably a lot of noises too, for sure. 
Watch the Mallycats cats go at it, huh? Malfoy grinned gleefully. Then he sobered. To be fair, it is a little different for cats and measles. Apparently, the males sort of have spikes on their prick. So as much as the female wants to get pregnant and yells for him to come closer, the moment he actually gets in there, she will try to kill him for the pain he inflicts. Oh, yikes. is that true? Ugh, Harry had not known that. Harry had not needed to know that. Well, I know that human pricks don't do that, Harry grumbled. He had one of his own after all, and there were no spikes to it, thank you very much. Imagine wanking, he thought, with spikes. Nasty. Of course, Malfoy continued. I'm just saying, maybe claiming the felines and werewolves did it the same way was a bit of a stretch. Humbled. There's a lot of variety in nature after all. He counted them off on his fingers. Felines have spikes. Canines have knots that swell and prevent separation (laughs) until they're done. Golden snidgets, in addition to the spikes, get a prick with a spiral twist. Oh, like a Frito twist. <laughs> little. Harry was stuck on the idea of Sirius and Grimm from having a knot. And did Lupin know that? So he lucked out and missed the part about the spiral thing attached to his favorite game's original live prop. He tuned back into Malfoy's next revelations, though. So this must mean that Lupin and Sirius are in a relationship in this universe. Yeah. Cool. Wolfstar, 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 Wolfstar. <laughs> Flesh-eating slugs have sex hanging off of a branch together with their partner, with their penises dangling and intertwining below like a big fleshy translucent flower. Draco kept going. (laughs) Those things are about as long as the entire slug. Go slug. A slug-sized penis (laughs) on a slug? He's he's hung like a slug, (laughs) as as the saying goes. (laughs) Hung like a slug in a rug. (laughs) Sorry, it's a bug in a rug. Snug like a hung slug in In a rug. In your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Although those slugs, as well as centaurs and even erumpents, can go piss off, the whore clump has them all beat. Its prick is eight times its own length. Admittedly, it kind of needs it, after all. Unless disturbed, those things pretty much stick to the exact same spot their entire life. Not much chance of meeting a partner. Harry made some feeble gestures with his hands, something like, stop, and I'm kind of dying over here. But Malfoy totally ignored him. If Harry hadn't been too poleaxed to think in the straight line, he might have speculated that Malfoy had obviously had the run of his father's library, unsupervised, starting at much too young an age. I love that Malfoy totally ignored him. He's like, no, I got 13 to 14 more animal penises to get through. Takes a big, deep breath. (laughs) This is is their only access to porn. The online searches in the wizarding community are just like creature dicks. Fucktastic beasts and where to find them. (laughs) Out of sheer desperation, Harry clapped his hands over his ears and walked off. That Malfoy did notice, and he came after Harry a moment later. By the time Malfoy reached him, Harry had found a convenient tree to lean back against. Seeking comfort, he wrapped his arms around his knees and laid his chin on top. Potter, what's wrong? For once, Malfoy actually sounded like he cared. I don't mind that you find animals fascinating, Harry whispered. We all went through that phase at some point, didn't we? But could you please hold the weird animal sex facts until I've recovered from the visual and the sound? Oh, God, the sound of that dinosaur's hip breaking. (gasps) (gasps) A hip (laughs) breakosaurus? Yes, we break the hips, and that's how they prepare the birthing position. That's how it all... That's magic. (laughs) Malfoy didn't answer. The wind rustled the leaves of the nearby trees. The sun shone, occasionally reflecting off something shiny in the bushes. Some small reptile enjoying a spot of sunlight, maybe. A 
velociraptor screeched in the distance. It was peaceful. Harry felt himself slowly relaxing. <laughs> a velociraptor screech. That's what I set my sound machine to at night. White yeah. noise, rain, ocean, velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> what? Harry asked. Harry opened his eyes. He hadn't even noticed that he'd closed them. What? He asked drowsily. What did you just say? Harry tried to remember. The traumatic experience had really knocked him for six. When Malfoy hadn't said anything for so long, Harry must have dozed off. What had they been talking about? Ah, yes. He shuddered. That dinosaur. When they were, uh, fucking. Those things each weigh at least a dozen tons, right? So when one climbed on top of the other, I could hear the bottom one's hip creaking. And once the top one really got going, some bone very, very audibly broke. The nausea returned just from remembering. It sounded... (laughs) This is so sexy. (laughs) It sounded horrible, he continued. I can't imagine what it must be like for a woman to go through that just to have some kids. I know men are keener on sex than women, but then again, everyone claims women tend to enjoy sex too. I just don't understand. You guys, is this factual or is our author making this? Is what factual? Do dinosaurs hips break when they copulate? Are dragons real? Let's see. I'm going to Google. I have no idea. Potter. Harry looked up to see Malfoy frantically waving his arms. Potter, stop. That is not what I meant when I said wizards do it like dinos. It's not? Harry looked up at Malfoy, feeling cautious hope stirring in his chest. Then what did you mean? Just that doing it a doggy style is popular among wizards too. (laughs) You know, one partner kneeling behind the other rather than laying on top of them. Dino style. But I swear, I've never heard of anyone breaking a hip while fucking. Oh, Harry breathed a quiet sigh of relief. That's, that is really good to know. Malfoy sat down in the grass next to Harry, leaning back against the same tree trunk. Their shoulders brushed. It felt really nice. So you've actually never had sex? Malfoy tried to make it sound casual, but he was too obviously invested in the answer to manage. Harry blushed and looked away. Prevarication would do him little good here. He had already given too much away. Yeah, not so much, he agreed. (laughs) That's not necessarily a bad thing, Malfoy said. And did Harry imagine that, or did the blonde sound eager? I can, I mean, if you like, and once you get over the shock, we could maybe, he trailed off. Harry's head flew around to face Malfoy. Whoa, how were their faces only two hands apart, nearly close enough to kiss, if one were so inclined? Get a grip, Potter, he said to himself. What are you saying? Harry was proud of how calm he sounded. This was only a misunderstanding after all. Malfoy had never offered anything Harry wanted in their entire lives, except maybe this trip to the past, which had turned into such a disaster. He couldn't possibly now be offering. I would happily teach you if you like, said Draco. Harry's train of thought didn't so much derail as it dissolved into a puff of sparkly dust. (laughs) There was literally nothing going on behind his eyes while he gaped at Malfoy. Malfoy was staring back at him intensely. His cheeks looked flushed, but his gray eyes were clear and open. Hey, Danny, how's that, uh, how's that dino research going? <laughs> they all have cloaca, and <laughs> we don't really know because the fleshy parts weren't preserved, just the bones. <laughs> anyway, I'll come back to you. Okay. okay. I'll do a special science with Danny on uh, Patreon. Okay, great. Good. Um, you're serious about this, said Harry. Malfoy's jaws worked, but nothing came out for a moment. He finally opted for a simple yes. Okay, Harry said, dazed, sure. He'd only been dreaming of of exactly that for the last five months or so. No big deal. Cool it, Potter. Calm the fuck down, he thought to himself. No need to seem too enthusiastic. And Merlin, Morgana, and all the founders. I have never wanted anything so much in my life. 
Do you think that Harry deliberately like screwed up the charm to send them back? Oh. Like put them somewhere in the past, like so he had his time with Malfoy? I don't know. I mean, they were already going into the past. He could have picked a less dangerous past. <laughs> right, like a, like a past with a bed. Or like not dinosaurs. Not just like eight-foot mosquitoes. That's a good point. <laughs> Those slug dicks. and <laughs> We didn't even make a slughorn joke that whole time. Oh, my God. I bet the listeners are losing their minds saying slughorn. Wow. Slughorny. We've lost it. Why did Malfoy want this, though? Did he just see a chance to humiliate Harry, or was there some actual desire involved? Harry thought back to their interactions over the past handful of days. Different from Hogwarts, there was nobody else watching them, judging them. Malfoy had behaved a little bit differently, hadn't he? Maybe while Harry had been testing the fish and those roots and the berries, oh, and that tough, longish vegetable too, Malfoy hadn't watched his mouth solely because he desired the food. And maybe all those steadying touches as they climbed up the mountain two days ago weren't all about Malfoy's lack of faith in Harry's sense of balance. He's like holding his butt <laughs> fully. <laughs> just fully squeezing bow cheeks. It's just for balance. Especially when he had pushed Harry up a steep bit with both hands on his arms. Well, there you go. Okay, so maybe there was some precedent here for Malfoy expressing an interest. This is so cool. Dense Harry uh, was not getting the... Yes, Harry. That's what those things meant. <laughs> those are signals. So the two fingers up my butt weren't for balance? <laughs> That's crazy. He was, yeah. <laughs> Malfoy was pushing up the mountain like from the inside and he's like, oh, what a good friend. <laughs> Malfoy told me that dinosaurs French kiss before every meal and I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> Malfoy, Harry's voice was dead serious. Tell me and don't you lie now. Was enumerating weird facts about the huge and painful animal pricks your way of flirting? Malfoy's <laughs> blush deepened. Harry crowed in delight. Malfoy, you're terrible. <gasps> you're terrible, Malfoy. You bad boy. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> Tell me about the spike yeah. dick again, Malfoy. <laughs> Malfoy is laying dino eggs all over this city. I know. Harry's fucking tripping on him. <sighs> so they talked. Harry had a pretty good idea about how two guys could have sex, but it was nice to get confirmation. After the hip-cracking dinosaur sex scare, he was leery of just forging ahead without some actual sex ed. Turns out wizards had spells to prevent pregnancy, which apparently was occasionally an issue even between two men, and how had he never heard of this before? And venereal diseases. Draco was proficient in both protective spells. One cruciatus dodged, Harry figured. Now correct me if I'm wrong, he ventured when Malfoy wound down. But I'm pretty sure Lube is supposed to feature somewhere in all of that. What do you suggest we use, though? I'm really not keen on having fish grease slathered all over my lower body, you know. Because yuck, no. Malfoy smirked and pulled out his wand. Lubricus, he said, pointing it at <laughs> Harry. <laughs> that, that's my father. <laughs> Sounds like Lucius. <laughs> Lubricus Malfoy shows up. <laughs> Lucius' is evil twin. <laughs> Harry yelped. Something cold and moist had suddenly appeared between his butt cheeks. Oh, right in the butt cheeks. <laughs> wow. I thought it was going to come out the wand like a super soaker, but no, it was right, right in. in the cheeks. <laughs> Got no foreplay, oh. Malfoy. Friggin' enema. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Malfoy, give a man some warning, Harry said. He was so flustered, he blurted out the next thing that came to mind unfiltered. And that's not even proper Latin. Malfoy shrugged unconcerned. Many of the more recent spells aren't. I don't care, as long as they work. And you call yourself a traditional pureblood, Harry mocked. 
He wriggled around a little, trying to get off the uncomfortably wet patch in his pants. You could just take them off, you know, Malfoy suggested, his eyes half-lidded. Harry froze. What? Right now? What, are you going to let the lube go to waste? (laughs) Come on, Harry. He's going full caveman. (laughs) The sun shone. Some potentially sentient creeper plant was rustling in the bushes, and there were a couple of triceratopskis (laughs) grazing at the foot of the mountains. Being naked out in the open like that seemed wildly inappropriate. Then again, I suppose there's no one to see me naked except you, Harry conceded. Malfoy nodded encouragingly. And we're going to have sex anyway, Harry added cautiously. He still wasn't entirely convinced that would really happen. He was hopeful, though. And why else would Malfoy cast a lubrication spell on him, then tell him to strip? Harry still can't put it together. I'm not sure. (laughs) Filling my butt with lube. Is this a date? (laughs) Uh, Harry considered their sleeping cave and the not-so-mild claustrophobia he always felt in it. Right. They haven't even kissed yet, right? He's already got lube in his asshole. <laughs> We're rounding the bases backward. Catch a girl a fish, why don't you? <laughs> Standing up, Harry briskly opened his belt and dropped trow. His natural reaction to cover up his bits with his hands was obviously not viable, so he suppressed it ruthlessly and instead balled his hands into fists at his sides. Malfoy's face kept the heavy-lidded expression. The Slytherin seemed to be lazily looking his fill while Harry stood there clad only in his shirt and jacket, the school robe long since discarded, feeling like a right moron. I have a friend who calls that the uh, Winnie the Pooh when he's got a shirt on but no pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Caleb calls it Donald Ducking it. That's yeah. <laughs> how Matt sleeps at night. <laughs> shirt, no pants. He sleeps with a hoodie and <laughs> no underwear. And nothing? Nothing. <laughs> hoodie and boxers. Because isn't that crazy? A hoodie. That is crazy. That is weird. That is yeah. wild. I know. That it's a new disturbing. thing. He just started it in the last couple of years. I don't I don't know what is going on. Once he crossed 40, like his whole wardrobe got jumbled. He's like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. In for a sickle, he told himself and quickly got rid of the rest of his clothing. That did nothing to make him feel less exposed, but at least he thought he might not look quite so ridiculous now. The mild breeze whistled past Harry's exposed arse and cooled the gel lining the gap. Harry squirmed again. It was unpleasantly cool, but otherwise the lubricant wasn't too bad, now that it no longer stuck disgustingly to the fabric of his pants. (laughs) Harry was sure his face must be as red as the engine of the Hogwarts Express as he stood there, bare-chested, bare-cheeked, and with his bits dangling in the breeze for Malfoy's viewing pleasure. The only items he still wore, if one wanted to call them clothes, were his wand holsters. (laughs) (laughs) Holly wand on his right forearm and the elder wand on his left. He felt ridiculous. He's going double wand. (laughs) Triple. (laughs) But a look at Malfoy showed him a flush high in the blonde man's cheeks and a chest heaving with very quick breaths. At least Harry wasn't the only one affected by the situation then. He'd hate to be nervous and excited and keyed up while Malfoy was still suave and smooth and totally in control. This was better, more equal. Gods, but he hoped Malfoy really knew what he was doing. Malfoy, he asked hesitantly when the other man just kept sitting and staring at him. Sorry, Malfoy's voice was strangely absent. Just never thought I'd really get to see this. This? Harry snorted and gestured at his own chest. Me? Naked? What, you've been dreaming of this back and forth here while making Potter Stinks badges? And whoa, where had that come from? Harry had thought he was long over that whole business, but apparently not. Malfoy slowly got to his feet. I was, actually. Harry froze. There was no lie in Malfoy's eyes. But then with Slytherins, one never knew. 
You mean you were dreaming about exposing me to the whole school so everyone could laugh at me? Harry asked Harry. Malfoy sighed and rubbed at his forehead, the gesture seeming tired and much more human than Harry had ever seen his formal rival act. Potter, I offered you my friendship back in first year. Don't you remember that? Sure, Harry snorted indelicately, his tense shoulders loosening with the action. You've only ever wanted to be my friend. That's why you've made my first six years at Hogwarts hell. Yes, Malfoy said. (laughs) It was such a simple short word. How could one word turn Harry's entire world on its head? Malfoy blinked slowly at him. What, did you really think I'd take rejection well? I'm a Malfoy. That did actually explain it, Harry thought. Just like your Uncle Lubricus. (laughs) (laughs) My Uncle Lubricus taught me better than that. So something Lubricus would have done. (laughs) Malfoy continued, and I like a good-looking man, even more so now that I know he is well-equipped to boot. (gasps) Harry's a slug. You're a slug, (laughs) Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the slug on Harry. Ooh. Slugcock Potter. (laughs) Malfoy wasn't looking at Harry's crotch as he said that. What is that, seven, eight slugs long? (laughs) Instead, his eyes were fondly caressing the wand holsters strapped to both of Harry's arms. See, I would be thinking this is a ploy to get my wands. Yeah, because he is saying well-equipped and he's looking at his arms. They haven't even touched yet, you guys. They've never kissed, hugged, and he's down to just two wands and butt lube. And Draco's not naked. Oh, no. What can I say? I live an exciting life, Harry managed to quip. Best to always be prepared. He tried to stroke a confident pose. The lube in his arse produced a slick smacking sound. (laughs) He was saved from the embarrassment by a loud rustle. The leaves to Harry's left parted and three tiny furry things broke out of the underbush, squeaking and screeching loudly as they battled each other for an acorn? Harry wasn't sure what exactly the nut was, nor what those little things were, but he and Malfoy had learned by now to give anything they met a cautionary birth. Sometimes the tiniest fuckers spat venom, and sometimes the largest, most clumsy-looking behemoths were unfairly fast. Also, they had already used the one bezoar they'd owned between them. Better to err on the side of caution. The end of the episode. The end of the story. So there's three tiny little dinos interrupting their sexy time. Or prank time. Three little birds interrupting our sexy time. Yeah, I wonder what they are. They're furry, but I think some dinosaurs had feathers, but I don't know if any dinosaurs had fur. Ooh. Ooh. Woolly mammoth? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's do it. Okay. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you fossilized Fossilized or not? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's getting sexy. I love the fact that you can get lube right in the butt. Really saves a a lot of steps. And I also love that however those dinosaurs were fucking was not how humans do it. No. God. So I am very excited. I hope I hope this is not a trick because that will send my penis unfossilized, but right now, fossilized. Hard as a rock. <laughs> Hard as a slug hanging from a tree. Uh, what about you ladies? <laughs> what do you think, Al? Fossilized. Yeah. All uh, eight inches of my slug is rock hard. <laughs> I like that something is brewing. It's a very, like, awkward setup between the two. Yeah. They're, like, in a standoff looking at each other. Harry's got lube in his butt. Draco looks like he's in a whole different experience than Harry. But I really do hope that they come together and we get some, um, yeah, 
prehistoric pound town, the very first pound town <laughs> settlement. <laughs> I'm I'm also fossilized, and I now though the alley put it in my brain, I'm like I'm cautiously fossilized. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to happen because I don't want him. I feel like Harry is so sweet and a little naive, and I don't want him to get his feelings hurt. Yeah, same. But I'm hoping it just leads to sexy time and maybe some like danger will make get their like blood pressure up and get them excited and stuff so they can escape these three little dinos. The Dickley Cockpus, maybe that's what they are, those three little guys. <laughs> I want to see them have the chemistry of Laura Dern and cut who played her partner in Jurassic Park. It was Laura Dern and Sam. Sam Neill, is that what you're Sam thinking? Neil, is that Sam Neill, Sam Neill, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Oh, well, okay, so stay tuned because we're going to play a... Uh, really sweet voicemail. I love it. And we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Evie again. I called like maybe six months ago now. It's been a last minute. I just wanted to call in and say thanks for coming back. You came back at the perfect time. My grandfather passed away about... I think it was the day before the newest episode came out, and I was kind of having a tough go of it. So it was just great to hear you guys' voices and, you know, have a laugh on my drive to work. But, yeah, just wanted to thank you guys for coming back. I knew you would. You never let us down. Thanks, guys. Bye. For an extra dose of Bonkers Entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals.